to Hanging in the Nest with your host, Josh DeHawk Alonzo and Max the Turkey Rubenstein. Been a while, folks, but you are once again hanging in the nest. We got the hawk and the turkey, dad turkey at this point, living the dream. We got a hawk baby on the way. Hinchy's got his kid, another kid. I mean, it is dad season here with our friends. It is wild times, Max. How is is being a father? You're a few months in now. It's great. I have to tell you, it's a lot of fun. She's doing some fun stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really, you know, knock on wood, no complaints. Everything is going well. She's starting to smile a lot. She's giggling. I'm just, I'm waiting for the walking and the talking. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because we've had some over-unders on this. You know, when I first came over, you said, who knows, she'll be walking like in a few days. So originally they had the over-under at six months and now they're like four months max she's basically at that cutoff now man so like you like really push saying she's gonna walk she's gonna walk i mean you put put a lot of pressure on your kid early here yeah i mean you know this is a <laughs> in the rubenstein household you know we only know one way and that's to go 100 percent. of course of course um so yeah she should be walking probably by the next time everybody sees her i'm assuming Perfect. she's gonna be walking and you know giving people you know their drinks if you know so to speak you know, I'm hoping, I like I'm hoping I teach her how to go to the fridge, get some milk, go to the pantry, get some cookies, and bring it to dad. Wow. I bet say, if your daughter hands me a beer before the age of one, man, I, I'm going to buy her a house. Like, that is going to be, like, unbelievable, you know? Well, like, we'll see. I mean, I, I put a spoon in her hand, and she held it there for a while. Like, I ooh, couldn't get it out. Wow. So the, grip, the grip is strong, okay? okay. So Shane's the force is strong in her. So, you know, right. that's why I keep thinking, you know, who knows? She's going to get to daycare and she's going to be the greatest kid in the world. So Absolutely. Well, let's get into it, Max. I don't know if you pl- prepared a hawk back of the day or. I did. Oh, okay. So what do you got for us? Uh, I, um, I said hawk back, but a bird. No, nah, I mean, it works the same way. Um, 100% of the time when we do an off-season podcast, I forget to do a fact of the day. Right. So I did not do one. Oh, there it is. That's the yeah. fact. I like it. Okay. Yeah, totally forgot. That would have been great. I'm so sorry, but you uh, know, well, as as the runner, I'm not throwing you under the bus, but when you sent the rundown, I'm not saying there wasn't there, but it was I just there. assume that you'll know. But anyway, that's fun. So let's get into it. We're at a time to- like a a great time, right? We just finished college basketball and the Kansas Jayhawks, of course, won the title. Big shout out to my Jayhawks. How do you not start that with in. that actually. Uh, I mean, I was trying to be a little subtle, but then we brought it up right, you know, as soon as I could, right? But that just finished. You got baseball hot and heavy, NBA playoffs, hockey playoffs around the corner, NFL drafts. I mean, Tiger Woods is golfing again. This, it's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to be alive. And I'm happy to turn on the TV. I mean, I was watching, what was I watching? A's, Rays earlier. Like, you know, just, I'll take whatever I can get right now. I'm fine with it. Working, watching baseball. Totally agree. Any baseball is good baseball. 
Um, yeah, I'm pumped. We're so, like a weekend, give or take. I think, yeah, actually a weekend. Yeah, weekend. When you're, you know, we're gonna our focus today is gonna be a little bit of baseball here, a little prediction on the season. We're gonna do our little draft picks like we did last year. Um, we'll draft for the uh, 16 NFL teams each. Well, not really because there's not everyone's drafting the first round. People have multiple picks, but everyone gets what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but baseball season, what is your initial take, man? DeGrom down for the Mets. That's a tough start, of course. But overall, how are you feeling as a Mets fan? Um, I mean, you know, they took five to seven going to uh, uh, who did they play in the beginning? The Nationals. And they played the Phillies. I mean, Phillies will be there probably throughout the whole year. Yep. Took two or three from them. Nationals took four, three or four. Did everything they needed to do. One, two series. Um, yeah, the ground hurt. That was a tough one. But you know what? At this point, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, he literally, he is a great pitcher, but he, for some reason, his body is breaking down, and it is a shame. I was a little surprised, speaking of just, like, looking at your the, the division there, the Nationals roster is, like, really weak, and I'm, like, kind of surprised. They have, obviously, Juan Soto. They signed Nelson Cruz, Josh Bell, and they got that kid. I think it's Kevin Ruiz from the Dodgers in that trade. But it's thin after that, man. You got, like, Lance Thomas, Mikel Franco starting out there in third base. Like Now, Mikel Franco is doing well, but, yes, he is a name you haven't heard in years. Right. Like, he's been – he was on Baltimore for a little while. He's been hopping around. He was on uh, the Royals for a bit. He just hasn't put up consistent numbers. He has started off well. But, yeah, it's just – I'm surprised that their roster is so depleted. Yeah, I mean, they have nothing. Their pitching staff is injured as well. They're starting guys I've never heard of. Um, right. So, yeah, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a tough season for the Nationals. Juan Soto, you know, they're trying their hardest to sign this kid. But the Nationals actually are – I don't know if you saw this. They are up for sale. Now, I have like 20 bucks right now in my pocket. I don't know, man. Can you put in like another – Two hundred million dollars, and we could own a team. No, nah, not even, not even close, man. We like the Yankees. Just they're the the most expensive sports franchise in the in the world today. They, that just came out recently. Update numbers: they're worth over seven billion dollars. So I can't imagine that That's, the Nationals are only worth two hundred million and twenty dollars. So well, you know, I tried. Uh, we tried. Yeah. But let's get into this a little. So we're going to try to project things out. Where do you want to start with, like, awards match? Do you want to get into division winners and World Series stuff? Where do you want to go? No, let's start with our division winners. We'll go from the top, and we'll go down. All right. You start us off. All right. So let's start in the AL first. I will give you my three division winners. And those for you that do not know, there are now three wildcard teams as well. Right. So what I'll do is I'll give you them. I'm not going to put it in any particular order. I'm just going to give you the division winners and then the three wildcards. Yeah, I, d- I didn't put orders in for my wild cards either. So, that, that's so I have the AL East going to Toronto, the Central going to the White Sox, and the West going to Houston. So uh, no no difference. I have the exact same. I got to tell you, like, I know we're doing this a couple days into it, and I tried not to you know, let that sway me at all. But I also have for my wild card – sorry, I hate my dog so much um, – <laughs> Like, when the kids go away and the wife goes away, the dog's like, okay, now I'm alone. I'm going to fuck shit up. Right. But anyway, my wild card teams, I have Tampa Bay, I have the Yankees, and I have Seattle. The Mariners sneak into the playoffs. I think it's going to happen. Wow. So, uh, again, very similar. We have one difference here. And I think that last wild card team is going to be the, you know, uh, in both spots, maybe the question mark here. 
Um, I went with the Angels, though. They're okay. just new. I'm like, I want to see Otani in the playoffs do his thing. I think if Trout can get healthy and be there, I think Marsh and Adele can kind of get their stuff going. Like, uh, I get the Seattle thing. I'd like to see Seattle and how they're going to keep playing. Kyle Lewis will come back eventually. I'd like to see where he fits into that lineup. Um, but I get that. So that's kind of what, you know, I went with the Angels. Okay. Not bad. What about the East? Or the uh, NL, I mean. Yeah, NL East, uh, I went with the Braves. I went with the Brewers in the Central and the Dodgers in the West. Same thing right there, right. all three. I mean, I got to tell you, like, it's, again, starting from right now, there's really not. You know who the good teams are. Right. And we'll see how the season goes. But, you know, looking at predictions, like, these are the best teams right now. Right. And, yeah, I, I really like that Brewers lineup. They have great bullpen. Uh, I think they're going to be good. And then for the wild cards, again, not in particular order, but I have the Mets. I have the Padres, which I think people are sleeping on the Padres for some reason. I get they had a down year last year. I like some of the moves they made in the offseason. And my last wild card team, tough call again. I'm kind of feeling the Cardinals. I like Albert Pujols being back. I think there's some energy there. I think Arenado is going to play well. They have um, Tyler O'Neill coming off a big year last year. I think he'll continue it. I hope he does. He's on my fantasy team. So Mets, Padres, Cardinals for me. Okay. Um, two of the three are the same. I have the Mets. I can't, you know, I have to, they have to do something. I have the Mets. I have the Padres as well. But my other team coming from the West, you forgot about the Giants, man. The Giants are a good team. They will win by pitching. They will win one nothing games, 2-1 games. They have a good bullpen. I think San Francisco, I think San Diego, and I think the Dodgers are going to fight it out. And I think all three are going to be able to get into the playoffs. Yeah, so I, the Giants were basically right there with the Cardinals for me. I, what I struggle with the Giants is two things. One, they didn't re- they lost Chris Bryan in the offseason. Posey retires. They pick up Jock Peterson called Joey Bart. So, like, I don't see that being an even trade. And when you look at their lineup, a lot of lefty-righty combos in the sense where, like, there's not a lot of guys that are going to start every day because they are heavy on the – playing the matchups. And I think sometimes that's hard, right? If you don't have a lefty hitter that can ever hit lefties, you know, Jock Peterson basically is never in the lineup against a lefty. And I think that's a problem when you have some top-tier lefty pitchers out there. So that was my hesitation with the Giants. I think their pitching is going to be phenomenal. But I just – I like the Cardinals slightly better. That's why I went that route. That's fair. I think you're literally going hitting over pitching because I think it's the opposite for the Cardinals. I think their lineup is great. And I think their pitching is very iffy. I think it could be iffy. I'm banking on a couple of bounce backs for some of their pitchers. I really am. And I think, um, but we'll see what happens. So let's get into uh, who makes your AL final. So in my championship game, I have Toronto against the White Sox. And I have the White Sox getting out of it. Wow. Okay. So I have Toronto in there as well. But I have them playing Houston. I think Houston is another team that just keeps finding ways to win. And I'm putting the Jays. I'm putting the Jays in the championship. That lineup is ridiculous. I I mean, Matt Chapman's batting sixth, seventh in, in that lineup. And I get he had a down year last year, but he's a guy that can easily put up 30 home runs without even thinking about it. And he's batting seventh. Uh, they made a sneaky move trading Reese McGuire for Zach Collins. I like Zach Collins. He's another big bat that could help them. Um, but I'm going Jays there. And then for the NL side, I got the Amazons in. I got the Mets versus the Dodgers. Here's why. 
it's banking on Durant coming back. This kid, what's his McGill? Tyler McGill. Yeah. Him. And I'll get into some of my pitching stuff later, but I just think Max Scherzer shows up when you need him to. And I think he's going to be placed really solid. He's already got two wins on the year. McGill's got two wins on the year. When it comes late in the playoffs, you need elite pitching. Daryl Grom can even be half of himself. He's better than half the league at, at you know, half the pitchers to begin with um, at half version of himself. So I think if you can do that, maybe a, a move in the offseason or, or during the season, I put the Mets Dodgers, but I have the Dodgers beating the Mets. Um, I think the Dodgers are just too much. That's absolutely fair. I totally get it. I have the Dodgers as well. I have them playing San Francisco. I've really liked the Giants this year. Let's see that. I have the Dodgers winning as well. That lineup, I know you talked about Toronto. Like Your Toronto Dodgers could be the highest scoring World Series to ever happen. I mean, um, you, you, I, I get it about Toronto. I have the Dodgers there. But you put them one-on-one against each other with those lineups, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, I would love to see that. And I'm hoping my World Series prediction is right. I do have the Dodgers taking it over the the Jays, though. I have the Dodgers winning over the White Sox. Um, and it goes right to pitching. <clears throat> I think the Dodgers rotation is deeper. I think their, um, uh, what's it called? Their bullpen is deeper. And when you get into the playoffs, you got to have those arms. Trainer getting Kimbrel. They have um, Daniel Hudson in there as well. They have a young kid, Gatterall, who's there as well. Like, that's a good, good bullpen. And then, yeah, let's just get Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and, um, <clears throat> You know Trey Turner, like let's just put all these people there. I mean, it's it's Gavin Lux crazy. is gonna get hot. Yeah, Chris Taylor, right? And they literally the lineup is so deep. If Bellinger can hit two hundred, it'd be fine. You know, like yeah, that, I mean, that's, I guess that's their only problem. Bellinger, man, he looks lost. But who knows? We'll see. It's early into the season. All right, so let's get into <clears throat> some uh, awards. Let's start with some pitching. Let's get to the Cy Youngs, Max. Where are you going in the AL? All right, I have a feeling we have the same NL Cy Young the way you were talking. But I am going to keep it in New York. And I'm going to give it to Louis. No, Garrett Cole is going to be the Cy Young winner. Now, I know two starts in. He looks iffy, but we know Garrett Cole is a slow starter, and he picks it up. Remember, this guy crushed it for Houston. Okay, I think he keeps it going. I think the Yankees are going to need him and rely on him. And I think Garrett Cole is a bulldog and he's going to get it done. He's your Cy Young in the AL. Yeah, he was up there for me. But I think, did you go with another pick that you had? For the White Sox to go far, man, you need Lucas Giolito. And I think Lucas is going to be the guy this year. I just think he's going to be dominant for them. He's going to help them through the playoffs. Like I said, I think they're going to lose. But I think he's going to be the guy that holds that that staff together. So I go with Lucas Giolito. Um in the AL and the NL, I did pick a Met. I went with Max Scherzer. I just think there's a confidence to him that he's always had. But when I've watched him pitch early here, just like what I'm seeing, I think he's just in a place now where they paid him big money. They believe in him. He's now the ace of that staff. Even if Degrom comes back, I think Scherzer is a different kind of clubhouse leader. He's most people don't seem not to like him overall in the sense that he's kind of like intense, but I think that's right. what you need. And I think that's, that's what's going to do it for him. I think he's going to get the Cy Young. And I do think he is going to pick everybody up. Like let's not forget yeah. that. I also have Chris Bassett there as well, 
who, you know, very sneaky move that they made. Didn't give up a lot for him. He's the number three, could be a number two. If Carrasco comes back to anything, you do have a good bullpen, but yes. Or, I mean, a good uh, rotation, but yes. I have Mad Max winning the Cy Young as well. I think he's locked in. Um, Now, I don't know. You probably didn't hear this, but one of the podcasts I listened to had a bold prediction. When Jacob deGrom comes back, they move him into the closer's role, and he is lights out as a closer. I have not heard that. I would be stunned. Of course it would be. But, like, could you imagine, like, if they're like, well, this guy can't go six anymore. How about he just lets it all out for one inning and he starts throwing 103? Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. That of course, it's probably never going to happen. But it would be something pretty crazy to think about. It would be pretty crazy. All right, let's head into Rookie of the Year. I'll start with the AL here. I'm going Bobby Wood Jr., man. I think this kid is the real deal. I think there's a lot of different prospects out there that could get there. But I just think, like, the way he plays, and, like, I was watching the MLB Network, and they did, like, a whole workup on this kid. And he's just a baseball guy. He's got the sense. He's smart. You know, he fit, he checks all the boxes, and he's played quite well. He's got great defensive abilities. And he came up clutch already with a big hit, you know, to, to kind of put them over for a win. So, um, I just – I like what I see out of him going Bobby Witt. Okay. I'm going outside the box for mine. Um, just reading off some numbers. Bobby Witt, two for 20 to start the year. Spencer yep. Torkelson, three for 17 to start the year. And Julio Rodriguez, one for 18 to start the year. A lot of strikeouts. So I'm going outside the box. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Let's go Brandon Lau or Lowe on Tampa Bay. He was called up just after. No, so Brandon, Brandon Lau is the second baseman. He's been there a while. You're looking at Josh Lau, I think it is. No, there's a Brandon – I don't know. There's a low on Tampa Bay who got called there's, up. There's two lows on, on Tampa Bay. Okay, it's the Josh, one that the – Josh, you want Josh. You want the guy named Josh. Then, yes, I want Josh Lowe. Listen, I don't know how confident people could be in your pick if you don't even know his name. <laughs> I knew he was a low. I thought it was him. <laughs> but anyway, let's go with the low. I, I like him too. <laughs> let's go with the low ones. First of all, there's three players in MLB who are low, Lau, two of them are related, one of them's not. It's mad confusing. Two of them are on the same team, one of them's not, okay? I don't understand, okay? Just, if you're going to have the same name, make sure we all understand it. But, yes, I'm going that low on Tampa Bay, who was called up just before the season started when they traded Austin Meadows. Right. Good start to the year. I think he's underrated. I, I like him. That's a good one. Yeah, I like him a lot. It, it's a good pick. Yeah, let's yeah, learn his name, but yeah. I just got to learn his name, I guess. Yeah. Uh, where are you going in the NL? So the NL, there's. I got to tell you, like, looking through the NL potential people, clearly all the good rookies are in the AL. So yeah. I'm going with a National League East shortstop for the Phillies. I'm going, oh, goodness, I feel like I'm going to mess up his name again. Bryson Stott. I don't know if his first name is Bryson, but I'm going – his last name is definitely Stott. Okay, he's third base. He plays shortstop. They're moving him to second base. I think once they realize that Alec Bohm is not good and he hates Philadelphia anyway – Apparently, this, yeah. <laughs> this kid's going to play a lot more, and I think he's going to start hitting. Okay, so, yeah, give me Bryson Stott. Yeah, I like him a lot. I think he's really good. Um this was tough. I think like a simple answer here would have been the the kid out uh, not the kid. He's like twenty seven. Uh, Suzuki out yeah, of right. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. Whatever his name is. 
But I had to go with my own fantasy team here. Uh, I like the San Francisco Giants, and I like a kid named Joey Bart. I just think he has the skill set to do it. I think he's had some big hits. He's batting 286 in the year, so not a bad start. He's got a home run. He's got a couple RBIs and a few runs scored. I could see him doing it. Um, having the DH there helps him because sometimes that will let him take a break from catching. We'll let Kirk Caselli catch and he could DH. So I was going to pick Suzuki, but I thought that was the easy way out. I took Joey Bart. All right. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Let's go. You want to do home run leader or you want to go with MVPs? Nah, let's do MVP. All right. Where are you going in the – let's switch it up. Where are you going in the NL? So the NL – he came up just short last year. He's the only player in Washington, D.C. that still plays hard. I'm going Juan Soto, man. This kid is so freaking good. I, there's really not much else to say. I mean, he is. he doesn't need to have a good team to still be the MVP because I think the numbers that he's going to put up is insane. His OBP is amazing. He's got one of the best eyes in the league, if not the best eye. Okay? I mean, this kid – Walks. He already knows the strike zone. Give me Soto. He's going to have a big, big year. I like Juan Soto. I like, I don't know what it is, but I had like a really, so I was going to go way off the reservation here and pick my boy out of Atlanta, Austin Riley, but I chose not to. Um, But I'm picking a former Atlanta Brave and I'm going Freddie Freeman. I think that he is just going to find a different gear at some point this season and just be like, you know what? They didn't want to pay me because I'm a little bit older. They give Olsen basically the deal I wanted because he's a few years younger. He's going to show that he is just that much better than everybody else. And I think Freddie Freeman's going to take it. Nice. Okay. AL, I'm going with the guy who lost last year. I don't know if you've been watching Vlad Guerrero Jr., but this kid is just a freaking beast. I mean, he had like two or three home runs yesterday against the Yankees. Three home runs. So, um. It's a little scary. I just think – I mean, I know Otani start, is starting slow, but like, I just don't see him being able to continue that same level of production to beat out Guerrero again. I think there are some other options, of course. I just like Vlad. I just think he's got the, a phenomenal lineup around him. Those young kids are only getting better. Um, I think this is his year. I was between two people, and they both played for the Blue Jays. I was going Vlad or Springer. But I am going to Vlad. This yeah. kid, I mean, again, it could be biased because he had three home runs yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, he, bad I, timing. Yeah. I know, of course. I think he may already be better than his father. And his father's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah right, right, right. <laughs> but like, it's just amazing what he does. Like, he, the way he swings, he doesn't look like he swings hard and he crushes the baseball. Absolutely. Okay? I think he's got a better eye at the plate than his father. I mean, how many times did we see Vlad? hitting home runs where they're like bouncing in the dirt. I mean, that's right. great. But if you have an eye where you can get on base, I mean, this guy's going to hit a high average. Um, the only thing he doesn't do, I think, is steal bases. And he'll still maybe throw one or two in there. Right. I think he's yeah. getting better at fielding. I know he's, you know, I think if last checked, he plays first base. Maybe they move him back to third base. I actually have no idea where he plays. First base. He's first yeah, base. Yeah, he's first base. So, you know. I and think he lost some weight. He lost some weight. So he's going to put himself in a better position long-term because of the weight loss. So that's huge too. So yeah, I'm going, I went bad, but I think you could go Jose Ramirez, which is off to an amazing start, but another guy who plays on a team that's not going to make the playoffs. So I couldn't go two of those guys. Yeah. 
All right, home runs, Max. Who you, who's our home run leader? Finish well, it off. This, football. Back to you, but I'm going with Vlad Guerrero Jr. And again, really bad timing, but everything I said before, he makes it look so easy. Yeah. So give me Vlad. I'm going a different direction. Talked about the Braves before. It's not Austin Riley, but I'm going Matt Olson. I just think something about him with this lineup and how he's been playing. I've had a couple of interesting games so far, but not going to hit 50, but I think he's going high 40s. 47, something like that is my guess. I think he's going to lead. Um, it's going to be close. I think Vlad's going to be right there. Um, I also think that the Blue Jays are going to have like eight guys that have 30 runs on their roster. Um, but, yeah, I'm going Matt Olson here. Okay, where are you going in the NL? Well, oh, that was my net now. I thought we were just doing one. Are you doing – okay, that's fine. We can only do one. I didn't know if you did oh. or one. Sorry. If I was going to do AL, I would have picked Vlad. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. NL guy, for anybody that wants to know, is Pete Alonzo. I think he's going to do amazing things. I do like my cousin. He's a good dude. You know, I'll let him know you said that at the next family gathering. Yeah, yeah. Tell him I said what up. I'll tell you. I will. I will. All right. Let's change gears here. Let's get into the NFL. We got a draft. It's been a wild offseason. There's way too much to cover to catch everybody up on in the NFL offseason. But, you know, there are people in different places. Adams is in Oakland. and Russ is in Denver. Brady's back after retiring for, like, 30 seconds being at home. So, like, it's just been crazy. The Jags have spent a ton of money on players that I don't understand. It's just been wild, Max. Did, like, everybody in the NFL, like, wake up and be like, let's do some crazy shit? I think so. There must have been like an NFL owners meeting, like, let's just shake this shit up. Like, that's kind of what I'm thinking. What we're going to do, let's do things that people don't expect. <laughs> the Raiders suck. Devontae Adams, why don't you go to play for them? Right. Tyreek Hill? Yeah. You know what? You're good on the Chiefs, but how about you go to Miami and help Tua? Like, right. things just don't make sense. Like, I wrote down a couple things. Every quarterback is on a new team, I think. I don't think there's one quarterback that played for the same team. There's a few, but not many. Well, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I just, I don't get it. I mean, I looked at it like there's like six or seven different quarterbacks that are on a new team now. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's a weak NFL QB draft overall. Agree. Upside guys that are out there. But yes, I think that's part of the reason. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into this, Max. I got odds. You got evens. Let's do this thing. We're going to take each team. We are not doing any trades. We're just picking based off the fact that, you know, in this case, the Jacks at the first pick, Lions at the second, and we'll go down the list um, and make our picks here. So, you now, know, before with, we start, yeah. Did you do three moves you like and three moves you hate from the offseason or no? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I completely so we'll do that, that after. Let's do that after the draft, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I like, yeah. I had that. I had to do two pages of notes because, like, wow. The draft is so long, you know, but yes, I can, uh, we'll get into that. Um, All right. So let's get into this draft. You know, the Jags, again, I don't know all their offseason moves. I wasn't a fan of a lot of them. They'll end up on my other list, but um, I think it's a no brainer to take Aiden Hutchinson here uh, out of Michigan. I think he's the kind of a clubhouse guy that this team needs. I think he'll be the leader of the defense while you have Trevor Lawrence, the leader of the offense. They need a defensive end. I like what he brings to the table um, from that standpoint. And he's also massive. He's 6'7", 260. Like, there's no reason that this guy can't tear through NFL offensive lines. Um, I watched him play in a 
the Big Ten, bestest conference in the world in my mind. So uh, the SEC will probably disagree, but that's okay. Uh, so I'm going Hutchinson, number one. All right, not bad. It's not a bad move. Now, I have the Lions at number two. They need a yep. quarterback, but ain't going to do anything about that. Um, you took the DN that they really wanted. Um, their offensive line got better, so I'm going down a little bit. They need to get a safety really bad and try to bulk up that back, you know, the back of their secondary. So I'm going Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. He's a safety, had a great, great year for Notre Dame, and I think that's really going to go. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, it's interesting. His combine wasn't the best, um, so he's been slipping on some draft boards. With, with, you know, like about the combine, it's like one day, and I think I know much stock into it. Like, a kid oh, I'm with you. Like a bad day. Like, I, there's a – I can't think of his name. What was the wide receiver that is falling now because of it? Uh, I for, forget who it is. I can't think of – one of them did horrible. Like, he ran so slow. Maybe he was – like, looked like he was running through the mud. And now he's dropping, and it's like, what did he do in college? Like, we're forgetting that all of a sudden? I know, yeah. I'm so, with you. All right, let's get into the third pick here. I got the Texans on the clock. They have Larry Tunsil. He can opt out, I think, after next season. I think you're going to want to keep building that O-line again. They are, they're confident in Davis Mills starting this year. So I'm going with Evan Neal out of Alabama. Guy is massive. He's a day one starter. Most likely to play right tackle, but could then switch to left tackle if needed, if Tunsil does opt out. And I also think it gives the Texans a good foundation because when there is a better QB class coming in next year, you have a left tackle, you could draft a QB next year, and all of a sudden your, your roster is turning around very quickly. So Evan Neal, tackle at number three. All right. As a Jets, let me put my Jets hat on. They have so many problems, and I don't know what to do. I really want the guy with the cool name, but I think cornerback is a huge issue for the Jets. I really do. I think they're struggling big time um, on that back as well. So give me Ahmed Gardner from Cincinnati. Okay, good cornerback. I think he's going to have great. And then because the Jets have another pick inside the top 10, I think there'll be plenty of guys falling there that they can, you know, try to help them out on that um, defensive line. Well, I love that pick here for if you're a Giants fan because there's a lot of different things you could, could do. They need an offensive lineman, but I think it's way too hard to pass on, and I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, but Gavion Thebedo. Uh, out of Oregon, I think that's the guy's name you were talking about, the fun yeah. one. Um, he's just too much to pass up here on the Giants, giving them an elite pass rusher, added to the, this oh, uh, D-line. It's a no-brainer. I think it's going to be hard. I think Giants are also going to want an offensive tackle, but they have another pick in two in, in, in two picks. I think they'll still be able to get a top-tier O-lineman. I don't know if you're going to pick an O-lineman for the Panthers, but um, – I think it's worth the risk because I think there's enough talent versus I think there's a little bit more of a fall off on the DN side, less of a fall off on the offensive line side. Uh, yeah, I mean, I literally was going back and forth. I love cool names. I mean, we're going way back. The Jets had a chance to pick, you know, ha-ha Clinton Dix way back when. I mean, I don't think he turned down anything. But if you got a guy with a great name like that, he is a must pick. And this guy, you said with a G, I don't know if the K is – it's Kavion, but I don't know if he spells it, says it differently. But I don't know. I, when I look at that name, I, I think of Tom Thibodeau. Um, yeah. 
So that's what I'm going there. But Panthers are on the clock now. Another team that really needs a QB. Apparently, they decided Sam Darnold is not good, which right. is that's weird. Um, Shocking. They also need somebody to protect whoever the quarterback is. Um, so I am going to pick from NC State. I don't know, Akeem Iwanu. Yeah, we'll go with that name. But you know, we need to get someone on here that knows how to pronounce names better. But that's all right. Ikawonu. It, it it's fine. Either way, it's fine. I'm cool with it. Uh, so, um, so yeah, we'll have a little run here then on offensive tackles. You know, I think the Giants need one here. It's tough. There's a few different guys I like. I'm going to go with Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. I like him slightly better than Trevor Penning out of North Iowa. Mississippi State, I think, just plays in a tougher conference, and I, I just like what he's been able to do. 6'5", 307. I'm all about it. I think he's going to be a big pick here for the Giants. All right. Now, in the Falcons, I mean, this team needs everything. Right. Again, another team that needs a QB. It's, again, too early. Um, there is a really good wide receiver out there. And if you match him with Kyle Pitts, that is a very good young team. So give me from Ohio State, I'm going Garrett Wilson. Okay. Yeah, Garrett good. Wilson is going to make that team, you know, have a little bit of an identity. You got Pitts with Wilson potentially. You have a team that could actually scare people on offense. I don't know about scare people, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. All right, I like it. At number nine, I got the Seahawks. It's another team that just needs, I mean, everything. But I think at this point in the draft, it is too hard to pass up because they don't have they don't need a receiver in my mind. With Lockett and Metcalf, they haven't traded them yet. So or, or traded Metcalf, even though there's been rumors of that. So assuming that he does not trade it, they their secondary has not been good in quite some time after the Legion of Boom has been gone. They have Jamal Adams, though, they give him all this money. Why not give him some help? So I'm going with Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. Just a phenomenal player. Has all the tools to just be an elite corner in this league. And I think he'll kind of get back, get that secondary going again with Jamal Adams uh, in Seattle. All right. Not bad. Uh, Josh, I appreciate you putting me on the even numbers. I love that I have two jet picks. I can see where they're going. That's why I did it, by the way. I gave you the chance. Well, I was looking at where the Cowboys were, and they're even also. And I was like, ah, maybe That's I'll right. But for the Jets, we did what they need to do on the secondary. Everybody, I feel like everybody in the whole world is talking about him coming to the Jets. Let's just make it happen. We're going to London, baby. Drake London to the Jets. Let's do it, okay? It gives them serious weapons now all over the place. You got the quarterback. You got the wide receivers now. They even picked up some sneaky tight ends. Let's see what happens now. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. I like that. I got the Washington Commanders up next. This is a new team. How does it feel, by the way? What do you mean? Like, how does the name feel? Do you like it? I don't know, man. I'm not, like, sold. But um, if they're happy, I guess it's all right. But. Not my particular favorite. I also don't mind that it's, you know, Carson Wentz is there. I think that's going to be a disaster for them. Um, but that's okay. They'll figure that out. So I think they need to help him, though, is my my thought. You have 
Terry McScorin over there. I'm not confident in Curtis Samuel getting healthy. It's a tough one, but I really like Jamison Williams out of Alabama. He's coming off the knee injury that he suffered in the championship game. But I think if you're a Washington team, I don't know that you're competing next year. I don't think you're going to be this elite team. Why not take a little bit of a risk? I could see this being a trade-down scenario as well because they might be able to get him later. Mm -hmm. There are some other wide receivers I like, but I just think the upside of Williamson is too high. And again, the commanders, I'm not convinced that they're going to be in it. So I'm okay with this pick here. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's – yeah, I guess so. It's a good way to look at it. Like, they're not going to compete, so why not get the guy that could be good? But it could be early. I mean, I do see that kid slipping a little bit. You know, yeah, I mean, people but people I, are afraid of the injury, right? I mean, and I get it. Like, I get there's a there's fear of that injury. That's why he's slipping. And again, I think it could be a trade back scenario. But if this is how the draft fell, you know, and I think a lot of the secondary guys, I think they would like are off the board, right? Gardner's off the board. Um, the guy from LSU's off the board. You took Kyle Hamilton already. Like, it it gets thinner. So I, I just didn't like the pick here for a cornerback, basically. That's fair. Another team. I'm up with the Vikings, another team that does need a quarterback. Um, you know, I have to tell you, I was talking about great names. The Vikings haven't had a good cornerback since Xavier Rhodes. Okay, so I think they need to definitely get a leader on there. So we're going to Washington. Let's go Trent McDuffie. Awesome name. Come on, that's great. He's the cornerback. He could be that new leader from that back secondary. Um, so, yeah, give me Trent McDuffie. Wow, Trent McDuffie. Okay, that is a good name. Um, let me see here. All right. So that's a good pick there. This is tough, man. It gets like a little tough here. So I got the Texans up again. Problem is the Texans need everything. They literally <laughs> do need everything. Like I've seen a couple things like what they need. Somebody didn't even list positions. They listed everything. <laughs> that's how you know you're good when you have to list every option for them. Um yeah. I'm going to go receiver here, man. I'm going to go with Chris Olve. I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Out of Ohio State, the other Ohio State guy, he might be the guy that was slipping a little in the draft. I think you get him with Cooks. I think you have a lot of speed out there. You have David Mills being able to throw someone uh, else. So give me Olve over there at Ohio State. Okay. So the Ravens are up. And, you know, looking at, you know, the top available guys, that Ravens defense has been slipping a a little bit. You know, you think about Ravens, you think about a good defense, and they really have not done that. They've lost a lot of guys. I know injuries have absolutely killed them. Um, But one of the highest-rated defensive ends that is there coming out of Georgia, I'm going Trayvon Walker from Georgia. A DM really going to help them out. And I really do think the Ravens would love it if this were to happen. Yeah, I think this is a great pick. He's uh, to your point. Yeah, the defense is not quite what it is has been, um, and for so I while. think like for a while, and he makes a difference. This is a difference maker um, that they're getting out of Georgia. Yeah, and I think he's someone that could probably you know he's someone that could probably go earlier in this draft, right? So I, I agree with you. You him falling to where he has in our draft year, it's a win for them. So. All right, next up, I have the Eagles. Tough, tough call here. The Eagles were a little weird here. They they made that weird trade with the Saints, um, if everyone remembers. Um, 
this uh, where they like kind of flopped picks. The Saints moved up a little. I don't remember the exact trade, but um, they did make a move here. I am going to take a receiver for them. I just what? No, it's just you're tri- you're tri- picking receivers left and right. I think it's a good receiver draft. I'm going Traylon yeah. Burks. Yep. Out of Arkansas, I think Jalen Ragar has not been a thing for them. I like Devontae Smith, of course, but um, I think they need some more weapons. So give me Traylon Burks. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Smith, underrated, had a very good year. It's just he was outshadowed by Chase and Waddle. And, you know, he's just the, he's, right. you know, he's there. But there were just people who were better. But, no, he did have a good year for them. And, yes, I do think they need – more wide receivers there. So going on to the Saints, like you kind of talking about, I don't really remember what their trade was, um, but the Saints need a QB toying with the idea. I still think it's a little too early, um, but one thing they do need, and they definitely can get some protection um, on the offensive line. So give me Tyler Lindbaum, Iowa. He is a center, but I think he can be moved around um, the offensive line a lot. Um, so, yeah, I think the Saints need to protect Alvin Kamara, give him more space, have him in the open. And then if the quarterback is Jameis, you know, he's just coming off an ACL injury. Um, so, yeah, they're going to have to protect him. So give me the center from Iowa. I like that pick. I think he's good. They definitely need help. They also lost um, Trevon Armstead. I think that's a big loss for them. So I think that's going to be a good pick here. The Chargers are up next. They had an awesome offseason. I think why not add to the Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack combo? I'm going to go Georgia here, and I'm going to go Jordan Davis, defensive tackle. Let's really beef up that D-line. I know people thinking they might go receiver here. I just think that they need the best defense possible when you're playing in that division against Carr and Adams, Mahomes, even if he has less weapons, and Russell Wilson. Keep loading up on D, so give me Jordan Davis. Okay. Um, now, I'm, I got the Eagles, so the Eagles have picks that are pretty close to each other. You yep. picked a receiver for them, so obviously I'm not going to do that. Um, they need a lot of help on the line as well. Um, I'm not really seeing it, but one um, DN that is still there. Um, actually, you know what? I, I lied. I'm going with a linebacker who is also from Georgia. I'm going Nicobe Dean. Dean. Yeah. I think the Eagles definitely need to get beef up that, you know, what do you call that? The middle of the uh, defense. I can't, the linebacker core. Okay. They need someone there that's going to help them, going to be able to run. He's also really fast, you know, so he can cover, you know, if running backs go outside. Okay. He's a guy that can cover tight ends. He pretty much do a lot. I like it. I think it's a good pick. All right, 19, I have the Saints up. Again, you could go QB here. But I think they're going to keep helping Jameis out. I think Tyler Lindbaum could play offensive, uh, play guard. I think they have a good center. So I was going to go with – let me just find his name here. I don't want to screw this up. Uh, Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. I think he could play left tackle and take on Trevon Armstead's role. Um Really beef up that line for Jameis. They're going to get Michael Thomas back, so I don't think receiver is needed here. Marquez Galloway is there already. Um, so give me the offensive lineman. All right, not bad. Northern Iowa getting some love in the first round. All yep. right, Steelers on the clock. Now, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about, very sadly, um, 
the accident, I guess, that happened. Dwayne yeah. Johnson, you know, lost his horrible. life. 25. Absolutely horrible. Horrible, and, yeah. And this pick is definitely in a tribute to him. The Steelers definitely need a quarterback help. I don't understand how they are going to be like, yeah, we're cool. Mr. Trubisky's fine. Um, so the first quarterback off the board, give me Malik Willis from Liberty. Okay. I'm pretty sure I heard that he has gigantic hands and that's definitely what you want from a quarterback. Um, so yeah, give me Malik Willis. I like it. Okay. All right. Next up, I got the Patriots. Patriots are always tough to pick here. They got Devontae Parker. So I don't think a wide receiver is in the cards in round one. So I'm going to pick what I would call a, you know, a Patriot move, right? Is like, can I get a guy on the defensive side that plays all over? I'm going Daxton Hill out of Michigan. He's a safety, but can play some nickel corner, some slot corner. He can play safety. He's all, kind of all over that secondary. And I think that's a New England kind of guy. Um, and I think he'll fit perfectly here with Bill Belichick. So give me Daxton Hill at, uh, for the Patriots. All right. So Packers, man, they need anybody that can catch the ball i've actually gotten a call recently they want me to come out and try out i love it Fortunately, i have to decline you know i got a, a prior commitment so i cannot make it um, sure, sure you know so but the thing is i'm i'm looking at the wide receivers available and they're gone i mean yeah. you think about the guys the next best available is coming from penn state but i think he is like he's a tier below though i mean i know you like penn state but be honest with me he's a tier below I think he's the pick here, though. I, I think he's a tier below than the guys that went, but I think he's the pick. I think there's no reason he can't be a Tariq Hill light. That's like what I think his ceiling is. That's fair. I get it. I will pick uh, Johan Dotson from Penn State, but I think this is strictly a pick, not best available, what, what the team needs. I think that's fair. I think there are players that are far and away better, but the need for wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers is so high. So that's where they're going. Yep, fair enough. Got the Cardinals up next. This is like a tough one. I think the Cardinals are – I don't know what the Cardinals need. I just feel like they every time they try to do something, it's like not enough, you know? Like, um, So I think that's like a tough scenario to be in where you're like, what do I keep doing here? Um, so I was thinking maybe about defense. They did lose uh, – Give me Jermaine Johnson. I don't think he's off the board yet. Defensive not. end here. Um, I like Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, it's a good pick. I actually was going to pick him next. But, Josh, how would you like to switch? Your Cowboys are on the clock right now, and I'll do the next two, and then we'll get back to it. All right, that's fine. All right, well, I need a minute to think. I didn't really prepare to pick the Cowboys. Uh, that's fair. Well, if you want, I could pick it. but Well, uh why don't you prepare? I'll, I'll look. I'll give you my opinion. Why don't you just, yeah, you pick like normal. I'll give you my opinion. Okay. So the Cowboys, you know, looking at what they need, they need an edge rusher, linebacker. They need a few things. Um, I think that offensive line is, you know, not as good as it was, but I think it's okay. Um, I think one thing the Cowboys need is definitely to address the defense. Um, you know, they did so great with who they got last year. So, you know, thinking about that, let's get somebody on the line. This time, let's go Devontae Wyatt from Georgia, the defensive tackle. I think it's really going to help them out, and I think it's going to give them a pass rusher that's going to really help them get the job done. I like the pick. I'm good with it, actually. I think that's a, a good pick. I think D-line, 
is going to be the key thing here. Randy Gregory is gone. He's a jerk. I hate the guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I like why. I think it's a good pick there. Okay. Good. I'm happy I made you happy. Yeah, thank you. Always. All right, the Bills are up next. Where are you going? What's the guy from Penn State? I can't think of his name. He was like the reigning. Um, Micah Parsons? Yeah, Micah Parsons. I couldn't think of his name. Yes. Rookie of the year, man. Yeah, I know. I just couldn't think of his name. All right. You're on the clock. 25 with the Bills. Bills, man. Tough call here with the, the Bills here. It's too early in my mind for a playmaking running back, which I think is something that they could be looking for here. Um, but it, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Quarterback could be an option here for her as well. Wait, I don't love all the – what you say? Cor- corner, right? Not corner. Corner. Yeah, corner, corner. Um, so it's a little thin, but I'm going to go with Kyrie – Kyrie Elm, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, out of Florida. Um, I think he'd be a good number three for these guys. They have <clears throat> uh, Tredavious White and Levy Wallace, but I think getting that third guy in a AFC that has just continued to add players and people having more cornerbacks is not a problem in my mind. So give me Elm at number 25. All right. So Titans are now on the clock. <sighs> They're another team that needs a quarterback, possibly. You know, we saw a little bit of a fault, you know, in Tannehill. um, But I don't think they're going to do it. I think what they're going to do is want to help out um, on the offensive line, okay? Try to help out, um, you know, try to help out Tannehill, uh, Derrick Henry, you you know, more help is always good. So I am going to go for them. Let's go to Texas A&M. Kayvon, uh, Kenyon Green, he's the offensive guard. Um, so I am going to put them on the line. And there you go. Kenyon Green. All right, I like it. I think I'm going to stick in a similar way here with the Bucks. The Bucks lost a few offensive linemen here. I think they could use some help now. They did trade, I think, for Shaq Mason. They're getting a little older, you know, Devon and Smith. I, I just, I don't know. I think they could use a little help here. So I'm going with Zion Johnson, offensive lineman out of Boston College. He can play, you know, guard. He might be able to play tackle. So it gives him some versatility on that line. All right, not bad. I like that name too, Zion. It's a good name. I yeah. know. Cool with that name. All right, Packers back on the clock. One of the few teams with two picks in the first round. They got their wide receiver. Um, they need some help on the offensive line. They need some maybe cornerback help as well. Um, kind of looking at the people available. Oh, I could. In Yeah, okay, let's do that. Okay, so we're going to help them in the cornerback department. Okay, let's go to Clemson. I'm going Andrew Booth Jr. Okay, wow. Good. Good player for Clemson. Okay, he gets the job done. He could be a leader. He's very vocal, I've heard. So that's what we're doing. Let's go. Give him uh, another voice on the back. I was literally going to pick him for the Chiefs with the next pick. So uh, that's tough. I think the Chiefs are going to have to go receiver with one of their picks here. They do have back back, so I will be picking one of them as well. So tough pick here. But I'm going to go with Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. 
for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, okay, Christian Watson. All right, and what position does he play? What did you say he did? Wide receiver, wide receiver. He's a wide receiver, yeah, okay. Um, so the Chiefs are back on the clock. I always think it's cool when teams have two back-to-back picks. They literally just don't leave, just stay on the podium. Um, right. So if you pick the wide receiver, I'm obviously not going to pick the wide receiver. I think the Chiefs need a lot of help um, trying to get to the quarterback. And this player who, you know, I have is still being best available um, from Utah, Devin Lloyd, who is the inside linebacker. Okay. I think he's going to give them, um, he's going to rush. He can cover. Okay. So give me Devin Lloyd, the inside linebacker. I like it. All right. Bengals, Super Bowl came up a little short. They made some big moves on the O line. But I think they got to keep going that route. I think they have the receivers. I think you got to keep keep protecting him. I'm going to go with Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. All right. Last pick of the draft, Max. What do you got? All right. So, round one. pick number 32, it is the Lions. Okay. I mean, there's no way. It's just impossible. There can't be a draft goes by in the first round without a running back. Can there? I mean, is that possible? It is possible, but it would be hard, yes. Well, I am not picking a running back. Looking at what they need, I mean, listen, if if Swift can stay on the field, he's a good running back. They have good receivers. They need some help on the defense still. That defense was absolutely atrocious. Okay, from Purdue, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, defensive end. Let's go George Carlifus. I don't okay. know, but he's a Purdue. I have him as my best available defensive player, so that's where I'm going is Carlifus. I don't know, but he's going to – I can also see – you know. I can see a QB here. I can, if, if, there's, if only one QB is off the board – I could see Kenny Pickett being an option here. I really could be. Like it's possible, but I, I think um, don't, again that another team. I think two or three QBs will go in the first round. They shouldn't, but they will. I don't know if I see that. I, I think Willis. I think is the only guaranteed first rounder. Um, maybe Kenny Pickett. If he's going to go, it's going to be towards the back end. And I mean, look at the teams that are in the back. Maybe the Bucks. Um but I don't see the Packers, the Chiefs, or the Bengals doing it. So it could be the line, but I'm not It could sure. be a trade-up. It could be a trade-up scenario for sure. Um, I could just see something happening here, but it's – I think it's going to be too hard to pass up. You know, we're missing a few players probably anyway that are first-round grades anyway. There's oh, so yeah. much depth that are elite players that are not QBs. You might, you might be better off waiting. So I'm with you. And I kind of – as we were doing this draft, I could see this – you know, I know they're saying it's not a big quarterback running back class the wide receivers will go but there's a lot of good defensive players in this draft oh yeah so you know somebody who like obviously we focus on fantasy with the offensive side okay defensive players are going to have a big big draft day especially on day one absolutely well that's our draft folks we'll update you max due to the fact that we've almost been on an hour i think we should save i agree 
you know, save it. I think we'll wrap today's show. We are back, though. We'll get this going. Probably not every week. Maybe oh, every God. other. I got a uh, Yeah, you had a kid. I'm preparing for a kid. So too much going on. But we're happy to be back, hanging in the nest with the hawk and the turkey. We will see you next time. And if we don't see you next time, we'll be on the golf course so you can find us there. Later, bitches. Peace. Thank you.